We're your hosts, Alexa and Melissa. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of Midwest Mamas. We are so glad you're here. Today, we are bringing you our conversation with Leslie Verner. She is the author of Invited, The Power of Hospitality in an Age of Loneliness, which we think is so powerful and important in today's world. So we were so excited to be able to just chat with her and just kind of get some of her ideas and suggestions. Before writing, Leslie traveled widely and spent five years in China before returning to the U.S. to marry an actor in Chicago. She's a former middle school teacher with a master's in intercultural studies, and she now writes before dawn and reads too many books at once. She lives with her husband and their three small children in northern Colorado. Leslie writes about faith, justice, and cross-cultural issues at scrapingraisins.com, and you can find there her monthly newsletter and anything else that you might just be wondering about. You can follow her on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scraping Raisins. It was an honor to have this conversation with her. Alexa and I both believe in um, just reaching out to others, and she just opened our ideas to just some different things that we could do to be hospitable towards other people. So we hope you enjoy this conversation. Enjoy. All right. Hello, everybody. We are so excited to have you with us. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Leslie Verner. Can you say hi, Leslie? Hey. And Leslie, for those of you who may not know you, can you just share with our listeners a a brief background of you, just where who you are, where you came from, a little bit about your family? Sure. Um, so I currently live in Colorado with my family, um, my husband and my three kids who just turned three, five, and seven. So I'm trying to remember their ages now. And um, so my oldest is in first grade and the other two are still at home with me most of the time. Okay. And um, we moved out to Colorado from Chicago four years ago. And um, it's funny now I feel like I'm, as I get older, I'm like, gosh, there's so much like history to share <laughs> with my story. Yes. It was much easier <laughs> when I was like, I went to this high school and this college. Right. Um, but anyway, so I, we lived in Chicago. And before that, I lived in China for five years before I was married and studied Chinese. And I taught um, English to Chinese college students and um, yeah, so it wasn't really until we start we moved out to Colorado that I started writing more. Um, like I've always been a writer, I've always journaled and stuff, but I started a blog when we moved out here. And I think it was because I was anonymous, like I could write things on my mm-hmm. blog and I wasn't going to see people that had just read my blog post. So it was right. just a lot mm-hmm. easier. Um, mm-hmm. But that kind of got me into writing and ended up writing a book and publishing it. Um, it just came out this August, August of 2019. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And what made you want to start writing a blog? You know, I I wanted to start one. I actually did start one when my son was born. You know, I think that's the story of a lot of bloggers. Like, it's kind of like I had a kid, especially yeah. women who maybe didn't go back to work right away. 
yeah. that's usually the, the next thing they say is. And so I started a blog. Yeah. Well, you know, I, just, I don't know if it's the need for an outlet or just creative expression, but mm-hmm. so I actually started it when he was probably eight months old and I just didn't have the guts to tell anyone about it. Like only my husband knew it existed. And I think I wrote four blog posts because I didn't know, even know how it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my husband was like, you need to link to things. So I would link to these random Wikipedia posts. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know I was supposed to like link to my own posts or, you know, link to friends articles. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know any blogs. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I was just work. Yeah, I had no idea. So I just kind of let it die. And then when we moved out to Colorado, you know, like I said, we didn't know anybody. And, um, I came across the Write 31 Days Challenge. Did you ever see that out no. there? So uh-uh. uh, they stopped it, but um, so it was just this challenge for bloggers, and you would pick a theme, and you would write for 31 days about that one theme. And then you all linked up to um, – it was actually the Nestor at the time. It's Emily Freeman's sister, oh. uh, Michaelin. Um, uh-huh. And she ran it, I think, at the time. So anyway, you would all link up there, and that way you could meet, like, tons of other bloggers. So so I was like, cool. you know what? I need to write about what it was like to come back from China because that was really – I mean, it was just a lot that I was working through, like, you know, living and assimilating myself as much as I could to one culture and then coming back to the States was really disruptive um, mm-hmm. for me in, like, on so many levels. So yeah. I just needed to write it out. And so – I told my husband, I think I found out about it like September 30th. And I was like, I need, I need to do this thing. And it starts October 1st. And he was like, okay. So I wrote, <laughs> because I'm pretty perfectionist too. Like I used to teach writing, you know, I'm not, I'm not just, just one to publish something that is like a rough draft. And like, this is, this right. has to be good or I'm not going to put it out there for people to read. Yeah. And so I, um, yeah. So I joined in this 31 day writing challenge and published a blog post every day with an image and, you know, just, but by the end of it, I just experienced so much healing just personally through, you know, it's like, I was just working through my own thing. I wasn't like trying to help people, but, yeah. um, but it's been cool. Like in the year since, like people have come across that who have gone through the same thing, like who have, you know, moved back to the States after living overseas and are like, yeah, I couldn't really find anything. But then I, you know, found this series that you did and like, I could really relate. I'm like, yeah, I really wanted to find people like that when I was going through that experience. So anyway, that's kind of a long story, but, um, but yeah, then I was hooked. And so I, I loved blogging and I realized I could do it. And I had made a few blogging friends by that point. And, um, so I just continued and I really, I didn't like pick a brand or I was just like, you know, I'm just going to write what I feel like writing. And I still do. I I mean, if you look at my blog, you're going to be like, okay, so it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, but it's me, you know, it's just the things that interest me. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and that's what makes it unique. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've come so far. So from your, from your first blog to now, um, mm-hmm. publishing your own book, um, invited the power of hospitality in an age of loneliness. So what inspired you to write on the topic of hospitality? Yeah, which is, it's funny because I actually hadn't blogged a ton about it, but I had just written a blog post about hospitality and an editor kind of out of nowhere, I t- well, it seemed like nowhere to me. She just contacted me and was like, are you working on any book ideas? I was like, I don't know, but I just wrote this blog post about hospitality. So wow. it was on my mind. But I, um, a lot of it came out of moving from Chicago to Colorado 
and just we really, really struggled to find uh, community here and to find a church. We visited like 18 churches in three years. Uh, we just could not find a place, but, you know, yeah. to land. Um, and so a lot of it came out of that transition, I think, uh, because I just started comparing it to my experience living in China, where I had experienced so much hospitality and so much welcome when I was a stranger there. And, um, you know, I, I got my master's in intercultural studies. So I had studied some about like just the way different cultures uh, especially like East versus West, um, just kind of naturally value relationships over tasks and relationships over time. And um, so I just started asking that question, like, what would it look like if we in the West adopted some of those practices of hospitality that just come so naturally to people in so many other cultures? And yeah. um, and also just looking, you know, I we go to church. And so looking at the Bible, that was written in an Eastern culture, you know? And so it's like, what if the church started not reading the Bible, like with Western lenses, but started kind of peeling those away to see like, well, what does that mean then when the Bible says show hospitality? Like it it seems kind of like they don't really go, they don't really explain that that much because I think people probably understood it just Mm -hmm. naturally. Whereas we in the West are like, oh, well, I know what hospitality means. That just means you know, pulling out my fine china and entertaining people, yeah. making a, a, a you know an amazing meal, and and you know if that's the definition of hospitality, most of us are like, well, I'm out. Especially when you have kids, it's like, well, mm-hmm. I can't that's do that. True. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and that's me too. Yeah. So how would you how would you say like hospitality is an answer to loneliness? I mean, I think that we can't really have community without hospitality. Um, until we know that we're welcome somewhere and that we belong, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think it's really difficult to feel connected to people. And it usually just, it, it requires someone inviting you or you inviting someone else to do something yeah. or to go somewhere. So yeah. someone always has to take the first step of invitation and that's hospitality. You know, it, it's not just, yeah, having the fancy meal, but, yeah. um, yeah, I, th- I just and, and I think that we all long for that. And a lot of us are lonely and we assume other people are not mm-hmm. when, in fact, a lot of us struggle with loneliness. And I think it's different in different seasons of life, like especially when we moved and we didn't know anybody and we just kept trying and we kept not connecting like we felt so lonely. Um, yeah. Now that we've been here longer, we um, we were renting a house for a couple of years and then we bought a house. And that has kind of changed our attitude, I think, now that we, you know, we own a home. We know we're going to be here longer than a year or two. Right. And we finally settled on a church, you know. So I think just kind of making a few decisions to commit yeah. certain places has really helped to not feel lonely. But then to to go the the next step of like, okay, well, do we really know people? I mean, we spent an entire year in a small group and at the end of it, we, we still didn't feel like we knew the people, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it, it also takes this next level of like, well, we need to be intentional. Um, we need to be available to not just like hang out and, you know, just chit chat and do mm-hmm. small talk because obviously that didn't get us very far uh, for right. a full year. It was also a very large group. So I think it was just easy to, to, to just stay on the surface level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And I think that keyword you said, like about just being intentional, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a big part in hospitality and just getting mm-hmm. to really just to know anyone, just being intentional about it. Cause like you said, it's so easy to just have the small talk. And like you said, after a year go by, just be like, man, I still don't really know a ton about them. You know, I know yeah. I've been in those kind of relationships before and it is just kind of like, well, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which people think like icebreakers and things like that are super cheesy. And yeah, I think they're good. I think it's good to like maybe have some set questions. Maybe you don't tell everyone you're doing that, but you know, if you have someone over when I lived in China, I had like a little box of questions I would pull out mainly because my students were always so nervous about using Mm -hmm. their English. So I'm like, let me just have these questions to fall back on. But I had a friend, I remember she told me growing up, her mom always had a box of questions and they'd invite people over and, you know, they would not, not that the conversation was lagging, but I think it just, it it takes you in directions. Maybe you wouldn't go Mm -hmm. and and deeper than you wouldn't Mm -hmm. go. So I actually haven't done that. I I mean, I should now that I'm talking about it. Um, yeah, just to kind of add some depth, because I think we naturally will talk about the safe things, probably. Right. Like yeah. the weather. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's there's so always beautiful so much to talk today. about the weather yeah. in the Midwest and in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, and you kind of um, mentioned just the Bible a little briefly before. And so what have you, if you have, like, just taken anything from the Bible, like to what you've learned about hospitality and just inviting others. Is there something specific from the Bible or just from your church that just really stood out to you that you put into practice? Yeah. um, Two main things. Uh, One is just looking into the word hospitality. Um, I love this. In the New Testament, the word hospitality, it doesn't mean like inviting your friends and family over for dinner. It actually means love of strangers. And oh. it's the Greek word. So it's the it's phileo xenos. And I don't think I'm pronouncing it correctly. But even that though I did good. take a year and a half of Greek <laughs> in college, I'll say I should be able to. But it was, uh, you know, phileo is love. And then that xenos is the same root as xenophobia, which is fear of strangers. And so Mm. just that word in the Bible means love of strangers. And I just think that's that just cracks open the definition of hospitality um, so much wider than what the way that we often think of it in the West. Um, And, yeah, so a story with that is I, you know, I was actually feeling a little guilty when I read that because I'm like, well, what strangers do I know? And when I read these stories about Jesus, he hung out with lots of strangers and he hung out with people on the margins and people who were maybe the misfits of society. Um, and I was, you know, I was just thinking like, do I, do I hang out with people like that? Like, do I know people like that? Like how, how can I love strangers basically? And I even started Googling around. I was like, well, maybe I'll volunteer at a prison and teach a writer's workshop or something. Hmm. Um, or maybe I'll, you know, teach an ESL class or we have a huge homelessness problem in our city so I was like well maybe I'll volunteer at a shelter you know I'm just kind of like thinking all the things I could do and um, I went on a run one morning and I had just read the story of the Good Samaritan which probably your listeners even if they don't go to church are familiar with I see it even like used as headlines for Washington Post or something like about being a Good Samaritan but um, but the anyway, the short version of it is, you know, a man's walking and he's beaten and robbed on the, and he's on the side of the road. 
he was on his way to Jericho. And then, you know, a priest comes and crosses the other side and doesn't stop and help him. And then a Levite, which is like a religious leader, comes, same thing, crosses over and doesn't help him. And then a Samaritan comes and, you know, the Samaritan and and the Israelites didn't really get along. And yet he stops and helps the man. And um, I was just like out running that morning and kind of reflecting on this story because I was writing my book and I was like, okay, I need to, you know, learn more about this. I spent a lot of time reading, especially stories about Jesus. Yeah. And this was a story Jesus was telling in response to the question, who is my neighbor? And he told this story. And as I was running, I just felt like this voice, I don't know if it was God or an impression or just a voice in my head say it said, stay on your Jericho road, Leslie, stop veering over into everyone else's roads. And um, because, you know, I here I had been looking around for all these people that I needed to help when, in fact, probably there were people right on the road that I walk every single day that I could help, you know. Yeah. Um, and I suddenly thought of this woman who I had been hanging out with and um, at my son's like preschool pickup. And she was a single mom, five kids. She had been telling me, you know, some trouble she was having and she needed help with her youngest son because, uh, you know, she didn't she didn't want to just cart him around while she had to drive all the other kids around. So and it didn't even cross my mind to offer to help her. Um, instead, I was like Googling prisons and I was Googling, you know, all the places right. outside of my life, basically, that I could help. And I was missing the people that were on this road that I walk every single day. And, um, you know, I feel like in motherhood, especially certain seasons, like it's like this very narrow road. Um, my husband and I call it the narrowing. Mm-hmm. It's like ever mm-hmm. since marriage, you know, the road just gets like narrower and narrower and narrower until like you feel like you're on kind of like if you can imagine like driving on a a narrow bridge and you have to like like in a country road or something and you have to just like slow down and to go across and um and so like that's how I feel like life is for us right now because our kids are so small um so it's not like I can go fast in life it's not like I can go on all these wide roads and do all these things but there's probably someone on this narrow shoulder of the road that needs help or love or a stranger, you know, a stranger that could benefit from my attention. Um, And so for me, it was just very freeing to be like, oh, wait, like, I I don't have to feel guilty that I'm not like saving the world right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and maybe that time will come, you know, where I'm not always going to be on a narrow road. Maybe I'll I'll be on a wider road later, you know, and I can go and teach that writing workshop at a prison, you know, because I think I would still love that. And you know, it would match my gifts and also be able to help people. But, um, but, but now it's not that time, but there's people there that I, that I'm not noticing. And I, I think a lot of it is a lot of hospitality and loving strangers is opening your eyes to just pay attention to the people mm-hmm. that, you know, are in your neighborhood or in your apartment building, um, at work, uh, other parents, you know, if kids play soccer, you know, maybe they're on the sidelines and, you know, I, I've done it too. I'm like, I'm very tempted to just be like, I just want to sit here and read my book and pay and watch my kid play. You know, right, I don't want to talk right. to other people, but I've talked to other people who are like, all our kids play soccer and that's our ministry. Like we mm-hmm. just, we get to know the families and we invite them over after the games. And, you know, they intentionally try to get to know people like that mm-hmm. to be weird, uh, but just to have relationships and to have community. 
Um, but I think that unless we're paying attention or being intentional about it, it does not happen naturally in our culture. Yeah, yeah I yeah, agree no, with that. I, I feel like we don't like put ourselves out there enough. I do think it's easier maybe when you have kids and you're on sports teams and things like that, like parents try to um, build a community around, you know, their their children's parents. Um, What are some other practical ways um, that could help develop a habit of hospitality in our own lives, like inside and outside of our homes? Um, I mean, I think the most important thing is to, well, to pay attention to what you enjoy and your own giftings. And, you know, I think a lot of times we think we have to be like the, we have to show hospitality and practice hospitality the way this other person does it. And if we can't do that, we just don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas I really think that if we can just do what we, we love, but invite people into what we're already doing, then it just takes a lot of pressure off of trying to be like everyone else or trying to have that hospitality look mm-hmm. a certain way. So, um, you know, like if you enjoy hiking or, you know, doing certain things outdoors, like invite somebody to go with you. I mean, that can be hospitality, too. I think it doesn't have to be like just come into my house. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's great to come into people's homes. I think it does. Um, like, you have to be vulnerable to have someone in your yeah. home. I mean, that's mm-hmm. your that's your sacred space where you are with your family and there's you know, yeah. and you want your privacy. So, I mean, I think that there's value to that. And I think people yeah. do feel loved and it's a quicker way to relationship to invite someone to your house and let, especially if your house is not super clean and you know what I mean? I thought if yeah. you like feel like you have to like have everything clean and perfect, like right. that's, that's less vulnerable than just being like, okay, I, I kind of swept the floor for you and I made you some food. <laughs> you know what I mean? But being like yourself, um, yeah. So I think there's for sure value to that, but it's also okay to just, you know, I, I talked to one woman on a podcast. She said uh, she would just take two chairs to the park with her kids, but she, it was just the one chair was for her and the other chair was for whoever she met at the park. And she, oh. like it would be another mom and she would just offer the chair. So oh. it, because she didn't have a yard, I think she said. And so it was like, well, I'm just going to have this along with me, you know? So, I mean, I think we just have to be creative and um, not go so far outside of who we are as people and just think, well, what what do I like doing? Like, I I hate crafting, so I'm never going to have a crafting party, you know? But people (laughs) do like that. And I will come to the party, but I'll probably just, like, chat with everyone. I'm not going to make anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it would be unrealistic for me to, like, put pressure on myself, like, oh, I should do this thing. Uh, because that's not, you know, in line with my giftings and my interests. You know right. what I mean? So I think follow your interests, follow your passions, and, like, don't be afraid to take a risk and invite someone along in what you're already doing or what your yeah. family is already doing. Yeah. Um, so then you're not just adding this whole other thing. Like, well, this is the night we have to do hospitality. It's like, well, we're already sure. making dinner, so let's just invite somebody. I don't know. I yeah. think we just need to, like, lower our own expectations for ourselves yeah. and just mm-hmm. know that, People really just want relationship with us, and we hope, right? Uh, Or we want relationships with them. And so really people just would love to be invited, even if they say no, you know, keep inviting them. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually, hopefully, they'd say yes. Well, and I like how you talked about um, doing things outside of your home, too, because, I I mean, Mm -hmm. myself, I personally think, like, oh, hospitality, that means – inviting people into your own home and like it doesn't have to be just that I mean there's a lot of ways to include other people outside of your home and I really like that you made that point 
Yeah. And most of the hospitality I show these days is like in my driveway. I mean, yeah. and actually my neighbor. So when we moved into this neighborhood, I was like all, getting all geared up to, you know, be the house and, you know, maybe have you, do you know, are you familiar with the turquoise table um, yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, maybe I'll do something like put a table in front and it'll be a place for neighbors to gather. Well, right. it turns out my neighbor, my next door neighbor, um, he is just amazing at hospitality. Like he, um, he's a keg in his garage <laughs> and he, he has a stack of chairs that are, he's probably like 15 chairs and he will just sit outside in his driveway. He has this like table around a old tree stump. And he'll just sit out there. And um, as soon as I pass by, because I'm usually chasing my kids down the street, he'll say, want a beer? And he'll grab a, like, red Solo cup. And <laughs> he'll offer it to anybody who walks by, basically. I mean, people in the neighborhood. Right. And, um, you know, he just hosts people. And recently yeah. he put – he actually put a TV in his garage. So oh, wow. there's, like, people hanging out there watching football in his garage. And I'm like, I know he has a That's perfectly fun. nice house. But it like it's less pressure somehow yeah. when it's yeah. like, well, I can come and leave when I want or when I need to. But yeah. like I know I'm welcome here. And um, it, there's yeah, it's just it's really great. I'm like taking notes on him. He was cute. Yeah. He was sitting outside. This is like a 60 65 year old man. Um, but he was reading my book and I'm like, I, I'm like, you should have written parts of this book about a hospitality. You know, it's just funny to see him like reading yeah. it out there. Yeah. My husband would like living right next to him. Right? <laughs> I know. Free beer. I mean, it's Bud Light, so I don't know if you like that kind That's of thing. Uh, my husband's favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin would be super excited. I'm turning into a beer snob now that I live in Fort Collins because there's all these breweries here. Oh, I bet. Oh, that is nice. Anyway, that's oh, another that's podcast funny. topic. Well, those are, yeah, I, I never, I guess, really, because I think like Alexa said, I think so many times I do think of hospitality, like having to like be in my home and like be dinner, you know, right. and I just like, yeah, I just think like you were saying, like just noticing the people who you interact with daily or frequently mm-hmm. and not necessarily trying to like go out and be like, oh, what ministry can I work with? But just like realizing the people you work with, like they could be, you know, like that might be a part of your ministry and like what God has planned for you to do with them. And so, yeah, or at least start there, you know, I mean, start there yeah. and then find, yeah. find out if, you know, maybe you do have time or energy mm. or the capacity for more than that, you know, cause I, I mean, there are people, we need people too to go teach English to, as a second language and to right. you know, help in the, we need the, that too, but yeah. Yeah. maybe that's not for every season of life either. Yeah. 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 And so um, for your book that just came out, what do you hope, can you kind of just give for our listeners just kind of a brief overview of the book and just kind of what you hope readers will gain from reading Invited? Sure. Yeah, so the book is a lot of uh, personal stories. So it's, you know, kind of part memoir in that way. Um, I love storytelling. And so it's a lot of stories about, hospitality that I experienced while I lived in China and also Uganda and um, in the United States as well. It's I feel like it's less about the hospitality that I showed and more about what I received and what yeah. I'm trying to learn from others. Um, but yeah, I just hope that people will read it and just feel empowered to show hospitality. You know, I hope people that already enjoy it feel inspired, but I hope that people who feel maybe overwhelmed or intimidated 
uh, or even anxious about hospitality and the word hospitality feel like it's possible for them, you know, that it's easier than they ever could imagine. And, um, yeah, so I, I mean, it's a lot of what I was learning personally, but also I think it's a lot of, uh, well, also what the Bible talks about with hospitality, you know, and yeah. as I wrote it, I, it was like kind of thinking through like, well, what if, what if Christians like actually lived out a lot of this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like what would that actually look like? How would that translate into our, our ordinary lives and how could it translate into our ordinary lives? And, um, like I imagine it, a lot of it, um, relates to hospitality and just having a op- more of an open home or an open front yard uh, or backyard or whatever. Um, right. And also just lo- learning to love strangers and not fear strangers. So yeah, yeah. that would be my hope. I think. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, yeah. One thing that we love asking our guests um, about some self-care. So what are some ways you take care of yourself in the busy- busyness of life? I know you're a mom of three and you're, writing and you have such a crazy busy life. So how do you take care of yourself? That's a great question. Um, well, I, so I mentioned I was a runner. I, it's more like I run less like I'm a runner. <laughs> I'm like, especially now that I have my have camera and my smartphone, I'm like, and it's pretty in Colorado. So I'm like, run a little, take a few pictures, yeah. <laughs> walk. So I, I feel guilty actually calling myself a runner now. I'm like more of like a walking slash sometimes running photographer. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So running though is like, I I actually do it more for my mental health than my Mm -hmm. physical health because I just, it's so good for me to be outside and moving. And that's when I get a lot of ideas for, you know, writing and things like that. So I think that's really important to my self-care. Gosh, I don't even know. At this stage of life, sleeping if I can. Uh, I know it just seems like seems like such an obvious thing, but I'm like, well, but it's easy to not prioritize that, and then everything gets messed up. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, really, sleeping I should say is number one. If I don't get, you know, even I need eight eight or nine hours, but I usually get seven. Um, yeah, and just having quiet in the morning, uh, quiet time. Like, we let our kids watch TV in the morning so that my husband and I can both kind of drink coffee and, you know, journal. I, I We both journal, actually, and okay. read our Bibles. And my husband has this amazing prayer life that I covet. Um, so huh? I'm like, it's great. So anyway, awesome. so that is really important, too, to just have some quiet yeah. solitude in the morning um, and coffee. Yeah, I love coffee. Coffee is self care. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so awesome, Leslie. Well, thank you so much for being on today and just for like sharing all your different ideas and just um, what you've been through and just your suggestions. I know, I just it kind of opened my eyes to think of hospitality in a different perspective. So we mm-hmm. really appreciate it. And you know, we both started reading your book and we're definitely enjoying it. And I can't wait to just keep reading. And I will like read him like highlight like oh I need to remember this and so it's just an awesome book and I just look forward to finishing reading it and just passing it on because I just think it has a lot of valuable just tools and ideas and just going back to what you were saying just about loving strangers and Mm -hmm. you know like not just necessarily like your friends and family even though that's super important too but just inviting others in that you wouldn't necessarily 
think of. So right. thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's really fun to talk to you guys. Yeah. Can you, um, before we go, just share with our listeners if they are interested, just where to find your book or to follow you and just learn more about you. Yeah. Uh, well, my book is uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, Amazon, obviously, and Barnes Noble, and or they could order it from their local bookstore. And um, yeah, and for me, the easiest way to find me is on my blog, which is called Scraping Raisins. And um, that's another story, but uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I have uh, all my social medias there. And actually, if they wanted to sign up for my newsletter, they could get the first chapter of my book for free. For oh, okay. I, it should be for a while. So um, yeah, so I'll send them that automatically. And yeah, so scrapingraisins.com, awesome. and I've got lots of writing and stuff up there. And I take guest posts too. So if there's any of your listeners who are writers. I would love to have some guest posts too. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Leslie, for coming on our show. Yeah. So fun. Yes. And enjoy Colorado. So <laughs> I do, except it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. And what? October 9th, oh. it will snow. Wow. Yep. <laughs> that's, well, that's crazy. That's know, which crazy. my kids actually are super excited about. They're like, we're are like, they? going to snow. They're like, yay. Well, yeah. They're like, but snow day. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's when I, I do get excited about, like, if there's a lot of snow, just for being the teacher in me, like, oh, bummer, we have to have a snow day. <laughs> right? I know. Except in Chicago, they never canceled school. It was so oh, frustrating. God. Anyway. Yeah. But they do here. <laughs> So, well, that's good. <laughs> well, it's lame when you're the parent, though, because you're like, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> right. Like, oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All anyway. right, Leslie. Well, you Thank have you a so good much. night. Thank you again. We appreciate it. Okay. You guys. Thanks, Leslie. Bye. 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 <laughs>